It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go on a podcast. The storm is over. The sun is shining. I think, anyway, we got no windows. And I had a weird one to start with you, Al. How are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. Have you ever heard of the name Gary Woodland? He's a golfer. I have not. So Gary Woodland, good good PGA Tour golfer, um, hasn't played much or didn't play much in 2023. And I'm bringing this to your attention because I'm uh, either amazed by, intrigued by, or got to be honest, frightened by what happened to him. So back in April, he went from having a very normal life, very happy-go-lucky guy, makes a lot of money, great job, you know, playing golf for a living to having uh, unfounded fears, anxiety, and I mean, like, would wake up in the middle of the night the way he said it, terrified of life, was consumed with dying. And so he finally went to the doctor for a scan to say, like, what is going on with me? Uh, And the doctor thought it might have been the first stage of dementia. Now, Gary Woodland, I don't even think he's 40 yet. And if he is, he's right around 40. So obviously that terrified him, especially in his state. The MRI showed, and I did not know this was even possible, he had a lesion on a specific part of the brain that controls fear and anxiety. Did you even know this was a thing? I did not know we uh, pinpointed that in the brain. Yeah. So they they did surgery. They were able to remove the lesion, and he's completely back to normal, and he's his normal, jovial self again. And all of that, he feels, is in the past and has had no issues since the surgery. That is frightening. Intriguing, too, but frightening. Very intriguing. I wonder if our brain has, like, are there things on our brains that are affecting all the parts of our personalities? Like, if I'm, um, I can't even think of another example, but that well, seems a very specific one. Yes. And so that like, they, is there a, could a lesion be on a part of the brain that makes you sad? Right. Or depressed? I, I guess, I mean, supposedly the food you eat and the, the the nutrients from the food, if you're eating crappy food, can have those bad effects on your brain. But this is something where it almost like turns off that part of the brain to where it's uncontrollable. I don't know. I read the story about 20 minutes ago, right after I got done here. Otherwise, I would have brought it up. Boomer would have been into because I'm sure he knows Gary Woodland for sure. I, I was like, I was riveted by the article. It is weird that we still don't really fully know our brains and no. what our brains can do. Yep. And when they say we only use the, you know, whatever small percentage. It's 3% of it, right? I don't know. It's three pounds. And that's all we use. And we only use a very tiny percentage so, of our brains. I think that's what they say. Three Why can't we figure that part out? I don't know. I, it's a good question. I don't know. Like Maybe. really, like, like if all scientists just focused on that. For a number, you'd be like, listen, we're not going to look at anything else. All of our scientists are going to just focus on, and the brain is so weird. Like when you see the brain, mm-hmm. it's just got all those 
bumpy, slimy, looks like uh, your intestines on your head. Yeah. It looks like skull intestines. Yeah. And that's your brain. Could you imagine? It's got that stem. Like someone that wants to be a, a neuro, a neurologist, a neurosurgeon, or a medical examiner. Like, how many of those students vomit their first practical class? I don't mean stuff on a board. I don't yeah. mean a lecture. I mean when you go into the lab for the first time, and you've got to deal with a cadaver, and you've got to, there must be so much vomit in those rooms. Or just vomit all over. Cadavers on the table, vomit on the floor, oh. blood everywhere. Like here, here's your pail. Good luck. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, they, and they do those some of those brain surgeries because I was watching. Oh, I was watching. The, there's a reality show on Netflix from a few years ago. It's a. It's a. It's like an emergency nine one one in New York hospitals. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And in one of them, they did a brain surgery. Lenox Hill Hospital, mm-hmm. I think. They did a brain surgery on a girl while she was awake, like she was that not is, knocked out. That is amazing. And they went in there and having a whole conversation. And took this big chunk of uh, tumor out, and now she's fine. Like yeah. prior to that, she was having some issues. I forget what they were, yeah, but sure. we still don't really like. Even if you're the a brain specialist, you still don't really know the brain. No, they know a hell of a lot more than we do. And why is our brain so much better than a uh, monkey's? Developed differently, like a chimpanzee, which we're supposedly very close. They're bright, very close, but they, I guess, we're smarter than they are, and. Yeah, yeah, we I have better brains. I don't know. I that's just the way it's evolved, I guess. And Which like, makes, what makes you think in two hundred years could they be smarter than us? Right. That well, that's that theory of uh, the aliens right. with the giant heads, or us with the larger brains and slim bodies because we're no longer using our bodies. Oh my god! So we have no muscle tone, no genitals. Wasn't that the what was the guy's name? Kazoo. Yeah, the great Kazoo from the Flintstones. Yes. Yeah. Had a very small body and a big head. Yeah, big, a big head. Brain. Yes. That's what this I mean. This is what I mean. This stuff was all created in Hollywood. I don't know, Jerry. There's no one that was writing the Flintstones that had a near alien experience. Maybe it's just one of those things where we know what an alien is. I guess. Like, if we went around the newsroom, well, not that there's a lot of people in our newsroom. There's no one in the if newsroom. We, me. If we went around the offices of Odyssey and asked people... Please draw an alien. Excuse me, Jerry. <coughs> right. We would get pretty much the same yeah. thing. We'd get the big head with the big black eyes. Because you've seen it in Hollywood. Right. Now, the one that really went different in Hollywood was Independence Day. Aliens were not the way they've been characterized and drawn um, in movies and cartoons and in, in comic books. They made them. You saw Independence Day. No, with Will, I you never not. saw Independence yeah. Day with no. Bill Pullman and Will Smith. I know. I can't believe it. I love aliens. It's actually, a, and I will tell you, it's a good movie. I mean, I know it's far fetched, obviously, but some people think it's very real. Those aliens are, I would say, uh, maybe like a combination of the traditional thought of what an alien looks like and a gigantic octopus. Yeah, now I've seen that in other movies as well, these like okay. big octopus-looking aliens. All right. But they probably ripped it off from Independence Day. Maybe. That's uh, that's worth, and I know you don't like movies that are longer than an hour and a half. That movie's probably like an hour 50. It's pretty good. It'll, it'll keep you into it. It's weird in that it's a, an enormous movie I've never seen. Yeah, well. And I, I, mean, like, the, I like the topic of it. Yes, Space it's right up aliens. your alley. Yeah. It's 
right up your alley. It would it, it would almost be like you not watching a movie where aliens decide to stop using seed oils and you decide mm, not oh, to man. watch it. No, I'd watch that, Jerry. I'd be all over that alien, <laughs> that alien thing. What you ever think about like your cat's brain? No, you don't. No, I don't. I sometimes think about my dog's brain, like. Like, we make assumptions, too, about, like, what other animals' brains are like. Like, oh, they don't know. They don't understand sure. that. We and we'll never know the we'll answer. We'll never really know. No. The only way we would know the answer is if they figure out this artificial intelligence chips. Yeah. That can then read what you're thinking. How it would be processed and translated, I have no idea. I mean, you got to. There was a 60 Minutes piece a couple weeks ago, maybe even last week, um, guy from China who has basically funded, I think he said he's funded over a hundred billionaires or billionaire businesses, uh, all about artificial intelligence. Obviously these people are so much smarter than we are. I guess they can figure that out, but that's the only way we would ever learn if that ever happened in our lifetime. Would you want to know what your cats are thinking? I don't know if I want to know what my wife is thinking. Mm. I don't know. So, no, I don't. I think I'm good. Like, if you could get, pop open up a laptop or a tablet and hit the app for your cat's brains. Like, not that you're knowing all Only the time. Only if they were the, in distress, I think. You're like, what's going on with this cat? And then you can look on an app and it'd be like, oh, your cat is very thirsty. And you realize, oh, I don't have water out for the cat. Yeah, I suppose there are certain things. I don't need to know everything. I think too much information is not a good thing. I really don't. I mean, the more we know... In some ways, it furthers us and can educate us, but I also think it can ruin us. Like, would you honestly? Would you want to know? Would you? Would you think it would be a good thing if you could read Gina's brain no. and know everything she was thinking? No, that's dangerous. It is because you, you yeah, because then people will be reading your brains, and our brains are sometimes just just wacky, are wacky, and they don't mean anything sometimes. Right. Like our dreams. Right. Sometimes, yeah, maybe maybe sometimes you're thinking about someone or something so much that you dream about it. Other times, some of these things are so off the beaten path, they make no sense. Oh, yeah, when you have a dream that includes someone you haven't seen yeah. in 30 years, and you're like, why, what part of that brain of mine right. dropped that little droplet in there? And did your dream have something to do with what you ate last night? What you drank, sure, what, any of that, yeah, and and as we said, the stuff that you put into your body can kind of influence that. It's also like when they talk about um, going under hypnosis, yes, and they can ask you questions. Now, I don't know how true that stuff is, but that to me looks legit. I don't want to be hypnotized. I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm good, and I don't want anybody I know to be hypnotized. What would be cool is to be hypnotized and it videotaped for you, just because. Then you would know if it was real because true. you'd be looking at yourself going, I do not recall this at all. That's fair. That is true. You wouldn't check in on your cat's brains while you were at work to see what they were up to? I don't think so. No. Like, what are my cats doing right now? Put a camera in your condo. No, but you don't know what the cat's thinking. No, but if they're sleeping, I mean, if they're walking, you know, if they're pounding on the door, I want to know what's going on. But if they're, I just, every time I get home from work, they're passed out. They are. Oh, yeah. There's the, our cats do sleep probably 14, 15 hours a day. No doubt. They're up with it. But it, our cats are, I was talking to Beningo about this last week when you guys were out, when he did the show with me. He's got two cats, too. And we were talking about the, yeah, there are certainly a lot of cats that are very um, standoffish. I've never had that experience. We've had three or four cats now. They've all been more like dogs than cats. 
Now, I know, Eddie, if you're listening to this, cats will start eating you, apparently. You keep telling me, keep reminding me of that. Okay. But while they're alive <laughs> and you're taking care of them. While you're alive, yeah. They're they're phenomenal. They really are. So, no, I, they're sleeping. I'm good. I don't need to need know what they're dreaming about or what they're thinking. I actually was just reading that because I had heard this story, too, that if uh, an owner dies, mm-hmm. that uh, a cat will eventually eat their owner. I was reading yesterday that it's true of dogs as well. Oh, really? And the way it happens, this article was talking about dogs and saying the way it happens is if you die in the house, your dog will start to nip at you to try to help you. Right. Nipping while nipping at you and nipping at you and you're not responding and nipping at you and nipping at you. They eventually draw blood instincts take over they eat you as well interesting yeah how about that with their little dog brains that we would have no idea meanwhile if you had that app i'm talking about you could see well, well you'd, you'd be, be dead you'd so be dead. Yeah, you're not gonna really help you much hmm. that's a good idea i suppose do cats drink a lot of water yes tons they do yeah with those tiny little mouths yeah no no they do matter of fact there have been times where especially if kim doesn't come home after work she she always makes sure that the water bowl is full. Always, there are many times where she has to go somewhere after work, or she's not coming home till after dinner. And I'll look, ooh, cat's got no water. Right, my, my bad. Bone yeah. dry. Yeah, no, they drink a lot of water. Do you think? Because I'll I'll like try to I'll give my dog this look when I fill her dog bowl. Mm-hmm. I'll look at her like, yeah, I'm taking care of you. You're welcome. Do you do that? <laughs> no, I don't. You don't. I don't. You don't feel like I got you. No, because I know that they're reliant they reliant on me. Right. So no, I don't. I don't play that card. Hey, shut up! Or you're not eating dinner. <laughs> they really are that. relying on us. Yeah, they are animals. Yes, they are. Especially if you're controlling the food and they're not outdoor pets where they can actually go fend for themselves. Yeah, one hundred percent reliable on us. Do you think they worry? Like, is Jerry going to remember to put food down today? Uh yeah, because they when we get to about four thirty. They follow us around. Oh, okay. So they they eat between four thirty and five. Okay, every so night. they're aware. They're oh, like, oh, they're aware. Let's go, big they, fella. One hundred percent, they're aware. It's dinner time. Yes. So they do have an internal clock. Yes. Oh, they. I'm telling you, for between four thirty and five, they are up our butts for food. They know. Yes. And then when we walk into the kitchen, they sprint to the cabinet that's got the food, and they look at us. <laughs> it's it's pretty funny. Yeah. No, they know. Yeah, I think the I think these animals get into habits and they. Yeah. They follow them. That's why I think sometimes, like, you know, I leave my dog for, it's almost exactly nine hours Mm -hmm. from the time I leave to the time I get home, which um, I never think about it during the week. But I would never leave my dog on a Saturday for nine hours because I'd be like, she's never going to make it. And yet she does every day. Yeah, but I think, is she making it only because it's weird? It's three o'clock in the morning. It's pitch black until yes. a certain time. I think that's possible. Part of her body clock. Yeah, that and she it's knows. also become routine. Yes. So she knows in that first walk at, at like 2 a.m., get the poops out, yeah. get all the pee out because I'm going to be by myself for a while. Where on a Saturday or something, mm-hmm. she might think, oh, I'm going to be walked again in three hours. Is that, what's your limit on the weekend when you go out? About three, four, five hours? I try to, yeah, six. Six, the max? Six. Which isn't awful, especially if she's been taken care of before you go out. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, bad. I'm sure she can go longer. Yeah, we've gone, we've gone 24 hours without being home. We just put down enough food, extra water, and they're fine. 
multiple nope. bowls of water like yeah or a bigger bowl or two bigger bowls yeah and um more food for them and then make sure the litter box is clean and full it's so easy do you it think is. a cat or dog is smart enough to know okay here's my water bowl and and there's no one in the home, but I have a nice full water bowl. Mm-hmm. Now they go over to water bowl, accidentally step on it, the whole thing spills. Do you think they're like, "Oh, damn"? I don't know. <laughs> like, do I don't they... know. I don't know if "Oh, damn" goes through their little <laughs> brains. <laughs> but just like that idea of like, "Oh my gosh, this is my water supply," or do yeah. they not? And now even think of that. And now there's no more. I better find a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> right. I better be able to prop up. Right. Luckily, we have an emergency supply somewhere <laughs> upstairs. Yeah, we leave the doors closed, though. For the bathrooms. Yes, right. we do. Oh, they'd have to claw their way through. Yes, they would. Yeah. So I don't know if they say, oh, damn. <laughs> what up, y'all? It's your boy, Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Dre, this is totally random. I made a list of meats to see if you would eat them. Okay. First of all, I did. I Googled this first. I said, because uh, I was looking at this, I was like, ah, Jerry and I, we, t- we end up talking about meat and stuff a lot. I was like, what percent? Maybe we're annoying our vegan audience. Okay. So I, I Googled what percentage of Americans mm-hmm. are vegan. Eight percent. Four. Four. Very, I thought it would be higher. It's very difficult to do. It is I mean, very I difficult be, I've to do. I've told you, I want to be a vegetarian. Yeah. I lasted six days. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. I, you know, I think I did a, a week, yeah, I, but not much longer than that. It's hard to do. Yeah. It just is. And I and trust me, the more documentaries I read on this stuff, I want to throw up when I watch the way the meat is prepared for us yeah. and the way the animals are slaughtered. Yep. And I hate it. And yet I can't seem to do it. And it's an excuse. You can do it. The same way we talk about overweight people that say they can't lose weight. No, no, you can. You can, right. You really have to set your mind to it, have a plan and do it. And I know, and I tried with the with the vegetarian thing. I laid out the meals. This is going to be great. And no, no. That's the thing with anything. Like you really have to have, you really have to get to the point where you, where you are sick and tired of the other thing. Yes. Like, to ultimately get to that point in order for anything to stick. Correct. Right? Yeah. Being in a relationship or out of it, leaving your job or staying in it, following a particular diet, deciding I'm going to exercise every day. You have really got to get to that point. Mm-hmm. That's why they always say, like, you can't tell your friend, uh, hey, you're drinking too much. I no. think you should stop drinking. They I have think you to figure to... it out for themselves. Yeah. And you can push a little bit, but the more you push and they're not interested you're pushing them away. Yeah. It's a very difficult thing. And it's like almost anything that's life anything that's life changing, you have to get to the point yeah. where you're sick and tired of the previous thing. For sure. That's why and I I don't want this to come across negatively. I don't I it's very positive. But that's why whenever if it's you, whether it's Gio, whether it's someone that I like to watch on YouTube or, you know, jamming in our face the seed oils or this, we know. I'm not there yet though. Right. And I'm tired of being told about I know. I also know it's not smart to eat three slices of pizza on Friday night. Go F yourself. I like it. It's but delicious. I know it's not good. I also know it's not good to drink beer. But you know what? I do that every couple of weeks. 
I have to, because the more you read about alcohol, you realize it's not good for you. You need to get there. You know, you can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you're not mentally prepared to put it to, and I've been in those spots where I have been, as you know, and for whatever reason, man, I don't know if it's the lack of sleep, too much work. It's been a grind getting back to it. But so, yes, you are right. The person has to make the decision. Exactly. All right. So here's a list of meats, Jerry, I'm going to give you and you tell me whether you would be willing to try it. Okay. Or have you tried it? Venison. Uh, I have never had it, and that is uh, a baby calf, correct? Right? I think it's venison is just deer. Oh, venison's deer. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of veal. Uh, veal. Uh, yeah, ven- venison. I've never, no, I've never had venison. No. I haven't either. Doesn't interest me. I think I would try it if it was grilled, because yeah. I've seen it grilled and then sliced. It yeah, looks kind of like mm. a steak. I would try it. I can't. When I worked, I told you this story a long time ago when I worked in the liquor store. The owner was a hunter. Oh, yeah. And he thought it would be hilarious to stand the, the, the four deers that they got, that they shot, in the overflow freezer that didn't have anything in it because it was after the new year when where stock is low. And he asked me to go put a couple of cases in the overflow freezer, and I opened the door, and there were four deer that were propped up staring at me, and I almost hit the ceiling, almost jumped so high. <laughs> I can't. I, it doesn't interest me. Yeah. No, I'm, I'd be out on that. What about elk? Not interested. Hunters, that nope. also looks like a, a nice steak I would probably be willing is. to try. But it's not something I'd be eating. Here's one you will find even in the regular supermarket, bison. I don't, you know, I'm not sure if I've had that or not. I, I maybe. You ever have a bison burger anywhere? I don't know. I see I, that it occasionally sounds like I probably on a menu. have, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think but I would I, try that. I would probably try that. What about this is occasionally on a uh, restaurant menu and oftentimes at a Chinese food place, duck. No, not a chance. Yeah, me neither. They're not a chance. I heard I it's all that. like greasy. Ugh, no thanks. Greasy it's ducks. It's a little duck. Come no, on, they said they're adorable. The green ones, the mallards, Jerry, oh, are adorable. I, I'm not eating a duck. Okay, what about this one? Lamb. No. Not nope. even the lamb chop. No. Nope. I have tried lamb. Okay. What's weird about lamb is uh, a lot of people they'll make when they make lamb chops. It's really rare. Okay, and uh, I'll eat a kind rare like a steak. tuna steak where you where yeah, you get, yeah no, but they're a rare lamb. Mm-mm. Listen, I don't eat much meat. I really don't eat much meat. But when I do, I want it well done. And if I go to a restaurant and I get a steak and I get I ask for it well done and the waiter is not happy with me, <laughs> I remind the waiter I'm paying you. Yeah, cook the damn. I don't care what the chef says. Burn it. Yeah, no, sometimes I don't like they go to the chef. I don't care. That's why I don't go to steakhouses, though. Craig had told us about that happened to him twice. Craig Carton in New York City going to a steak place, mm-hmm. and he wanted it well done. And they came back and said the chef won't do it. He's like, right, the chef won't do it. Like, what are you talking about? No, mm-hmm. oh, I'd leave. You'd be out of there. So yes. no lamb for you. It's another food you can no. find like in the regular supermarket. No, I'm not interested in lamb. How about this one? Occasionally, again, on a menu in a restaurant, rabbit. No. Yeah. If I'm not going to eat duck, I ain't eating rabbit. <laughs> Are you crazy? Yeah, that's What's a next, weird beaver? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. <laughs> Jerry, would you eat a beaver? No. I'm with you. What about beef liver? No. Beef liver? No. Beef heart? No. Hmm. You would. Yeah, no, I'm not. No, no I, I wouldn't. Is it Parmesan? <laughs> Parmesan encrusted beef liver. <laughs> no, I no. Not knowingly, anyway, I would not. I did try 
once this a ground beef that was called an ancestral blend. Okay. And it included well, they just put the dead animal right through. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's it was beef mixed in there was ground up heart and liver. Well, so then you don't know what you're eating. It I did have a little it, bit but... of a different taste, oh, but I could uh, I could I could handle that. Think about what we're talking about. Oh. I know. We're just now we're talking about our little cat brains Ugh. and knowing what they're thinking, and now all of a sudden we're eating a rabbit. No, I'm not. Oh, would you? Weird... No, I would not eat a rabbit. Quail. No. It gets a tiny little bird. I don't even like seeing a Cornish game hen in no, the I don't supermarket. Either. I don't I don't even a think I want to eat body, ch- it's a little I don't want to eat chicken anymore. Yeah. Like those rotisserie. I feel like I'm looking at a real chicken without a head. Well, anytime well, I am, but <laughs> anytime the meat is on the bone, that gives you an extra like, oh right, this thing was alive. Mm-hmm. And then running eating. around. Yeah. That's why it's nice to get like chicken breast not on the bone. Correct. I don't feel like I'm eating anything other than a patty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, ground beef versus a steak. Yes. It doesn't Pork feel chop. like the same thing. Yeah. And then you see the butchers and the the giant slabs of meat they're cutting, and it's it's it is gross. Yeah, the saws that they use to cut into the bones. Animal blood is on them when they leave work. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. What about what about would you make bone broth? You just I don't know soak, what that is. What that's is that? just you taking like steak bones. Okay. Simmering it in water with uh, spices and things, and it makes uh, almost like a like a, a soup. soup. Yeah, I guess. But think again, think about what we're doing. Gross. Taking an animal's bones and boiling them to get some juiciness out of it. Yeah. No, maybe I'll maybe I'll stick with the uh hungry man or something or the chunky. Just like some of the some of the bougie restaurants they have that thing, um what's the bone marrow? Oh. That just sounds horrible. I've heard it's delicious, but that just sounds weird. No thank you. No thank you. I can't believe only four percent. Of people are vegan. Think about what you're saying, though. Vegan yeah. is no cheese, no eggs, no milk. Right, no animal no products. Like, you're talking about eating nothing but fruits, vegetables, and fake crap. <laughs> beans is a big one I on love those be- I do love beans. Um, but that, not enough to that be my only meal or my only type of food source. Right, when I tried vegan for the week, I was eating. I, I was making what I normally make, but instead of a piece of meat, I had a pile of beans. Ha! <laughs> So I'd have beans and sweet potatoes. Oh my god! Instead of like chicken and sweet potatoes. Oh, I do like beans and rice. Yeah, beans and rice. Is I do good. enjoy, especially um, black beans. More specifically, black beans over it could be over brown rice, even wild rice, whatever, and then sprinkle balsamic, vin- not vinaigrette, vinegar on it. Delicious. That I like a lot. Dave Ramsey always talks about when you're when he wants people to get out of debt. He goes beans and rice, rice and beans. That's what he wants you Why? to eat. Why? Because it's inexpensive? inexpensive, yeah. Yeah, okay. I suppose. Be- he goes, beans and rice, rice and beans. The only time you're going to see the inside of a restaurant is if you're working in it. Yeah, but then there's nothing to you do. You got to live, Jerry. You got to do something. Like, you do have to do something. Like, that's the one thing, whether it's been G talking about the, the golf suite and the, you know, the tracker, you know, whatever, the, the, the simulator, but when we're looking for things like... There's only so much sitting in the house you can do. Yeah. And if you're taking away going out to eat and socializing in that setting, like I understand the financial part of it, but come on, man. I mean, once a week. And I know it adds up to a lot of money. I know it does. I can't on a Saturday night bypass going out for dinner for Uncle Ben's and some kidney beans. Yeah. It doesn't work. No. 
Gina just got to start the new year at budgeting. Yeah, program for a computer, which she's like loving and going sure. crazy. She keeps telling me I should do it. I said, no, if I do that, I'm going to be doing nothing because I'm going to look at how much I'm spending at restaurants. Yeah. And I'm really going to bail out on stuff. Yeah, no, I, well. You see that? No, something just fall from the ceiling. Yeah, that was weird. It's an alien. <laughs> um, I've done that. I, the last couple of years I started doing that uh, only because <laughs> Kim and I had a conversation. I forget where we were. It was on a it was a baseball tournament trip and she basically she looked at me she goes I know you make more than them I know you make a lot more than them why do they not seem to have any issues and some months I'm looking at you like what happened to the checkbook I'm like you know what I'll figure it out and I have yeah in in the last year and a half two years I've really written everything down and I basically showed her I'm like here's why we spend it these trips cost a lot of money not baseball like we go on multiple vacations. You like your truck, which is $600 a month. And we did this. And then you bought that for no reason for them. And like, there's all the, it's all, that's the disposable money. We spend it all. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's eye opening. One of the weird things, like looking at your, like a credit card bill or something. And my credit card bill is high every month. And I'm looking. And when you just look at your credit card bill, it goes Amazon. Yeah. They don't tell you what you got no. at Amazon. You have to go and look to see look what you at your orders. My thing is just like Amazon gas station. Yeah. Amazon, Amazon gas station, Amazon. Am- but the gas station, I understand. Sure. I don't know what all these, like to categorize what all those Amazon things are. I have no idea without you would, going You would there. have to keep a ledger. Yeah. As you order stuff. Yeah. There's no question. But that, what, Do you know what program she used? Was it Rocket? She uh, downloaded Quicken. Oh, okay. That's a but there's a, a bunch that's a of big them. one yeah 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 all right Jerry let's do the warm up program oh yeah. tomorrow's Thursday yes so.